Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Brunch on Sunday's podcast. Here with your favorite host, the Cat Queen and Rhino X. We are here to give you another wonderful episode. So without further ado, let's get right into it. What you got for us today, Cat Queen, besides you capping on Twitter? I didn't do all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what we're talking about. Listen, I don't know if you guys watch Marvel, but like I'm the watcher. And like I gotta keep an eye on Cat Queen when she be capping on Twitter. Now there are some days that I'll allow it. You know, I won't, I won't comment on it. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna let her get that shit off the of today. But this morning, it was just an unusual amount of cabbage on Twitter on that damn bird app. And I'm I know that bird app. I, I had to say something because it was vexing my spirit. <laughs> I said, you know what? No, not today. Enough. So. Sorry, not sorry, but somebody got to keep your ass in track because, like, you just be out here capping way too damn. I would just want somebody to pack my bags. That's it. Mm-hmm. All it. these trips and fights you got, man, I'm trying to be like, you would not get over. Hey. You got the juice, you got the sauce. Like, what you? What kind of questions you got for me today? What, what, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? So, you know, I like to take some time back and self-reflect. Okay. And something that I've been reflecting on a lot is friendships. Because I've seen, I want to say maybe like, I'm going to use a six, I'm going to use a seven month time span. I've seen so many friendships, not just my friendships, but other friendships that I've seen like completely dissolve. And like, and and there's like, and then all of a sudden all the tea come out because for whatever reason, when certain people stop being friends and all the business, I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And it just led me to think of like friendships, but more importantly, accountability mm. in friendships. Okay. So that's what we get into today. Well, let's get right into so, it. Ten told so, that. So I think the first thing I think for you to get to know anybody, you must understand how they form friendships. Okay. So like, how I, how do you form friendships? Because I know for me, a lot of my friendships are a thing of circumstance. So I'm going to you not like, oh, I wouldn't be friend. Well, they form based off of a circumstance. So I'm going to use a friend of mine named V. Now, me and V, me, V, and Jorge. We're calling Jorge on the show. Not Jorge. Oh God. It's a it's a joke. His name is actually his name really is George, but Jorge is the joke. We became friends because we all worked together on the same shift at the dining hall. And it just so happens we were the only Black workers on that shift. We chopping it up at work one day. It's before American Horror Story came on. He's just like, oh, we should all have a watch party together. Cool. Fine. We're in college. Shit. What else are we doing on a Wednesday night? We're supposed to be doing homework, but we know how that goes. Right. Whatever. Needless to say, one Wednesday night watching American Horror Story that turned into a lovely friendship between the three of us. And it became to not only Wednesday nights over there, but Friday nights hanging out, Saturday nights. We spend the night over there. We we chopping it up. We got group chats. It's ha-ha kikis. And it was just like that circumstance made us into friends. So I feel like all of my friendships, I never plot on being friends with anybody. It just happens due to a series of events. So, I mean, I think that a couple of things need to be said first. One, there are different levels of friendship. 
um, and not everyone receives the same level of friendship. Um, I mean, I, I would even go as far, if you don't want to use the term friends, maybe associates or acquaintances. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's people that you're friendly with that you just, you know, when you see them, oh, shit, hey, how you doing? But like, outside of that, I don't really talk to you. Um, for me, um, it's literally about space and about time. And what I mean by that is if we're in the same space at the same time, more than likely we're probably having a conversation. And that's how all of my friendships have started since I was a kid. I think about my best friend in general, um, the name was Josh. We met at the bus stop. Now, mind you, we had lived around the corner with each other for probably our whole lives and just never ran into each other, which is fucking interesting. But um, literally, <laughs> he was he we were on our way to school uh, first first day ninth grade. And he was at the bus stop with someone they were already talking about, I think with wrestling at the time. And me being me, oh shit, that's something that I'm interested in. So I just jumped in the conversation. And from that point on, you see each other at the bus stop and have a conversation. And then next thing you know, we're, we're becoming friends. So that's typically how it works for me, even in college when I first got there debates about sports or just living in the same dormitory or whatever is what exposes you to people. Now, I think what creates and forges the bond is, you know, the, the communication and like getting to know each other and hanging out and stuff. So like you said, you know, um, you guys had your American Horror Story time. We always go and hang out, but that, that turned into a regular thing. Same thing here. I mean, I, I made my first friends in college. We were all walking to a party and Find out that, the parties. <laughs> then found out that we all live in the same damn building. I'm like, oh shit! Like, you know, I'm on the third floor. I'm on the first floor, and you know that that, that turns into friendships. You know, so making a friend is easy. Keeping a friend, I believe, proves to be the difficult part for different reasons. And like I said, there's also different levels of friendship too. So there's that. So. You say that conversations have helped you build your friendships. Mm -hmm. So what is like a no-no? So like, what is like, let's say you hear somebody talking about a certain thing. You're just like, you know what? I, I ain't fucking with it. I don't want to be bothered with you. <laughs> so for me, a no-no, I, I, I follow the, the moniker of my mom, which is I'll give you enough rope to hang yourself. Um. One of the biggest no-nos for me is stealing from you. That's a no-no. And I'm going to tell you why. More times than not, if you're my friend and you ask me for it, I'm probably give it to you. So the fact that you felt the need to take it from me, now off the principle, it, it, it could be something small. But off the principle, I'm like, no, bro, I can't fuck with you. Because, like I said, everyone that knows me knows that if I have it and you need it or whatever, hell, even if you want it sometimes. Go ahead, bring it. Like, whatever, I'll buy another one or whatever. Like, it, it's nothing to me. Like I said, so you going the extra mile and taking it, no, bro. Now, now we got problems. Now we got deeper issues because that's drag. I mean, I'm supposed to be a, supposed to be a homie, but, you know, you, you're doing shit like that. So, you know, that's one thing. Two, um, uh, a no-no for me would be the whole you either partake in or don't stop the talking about me in a negative way. 
because I, I wouldn't do that to you. If, I, if you know, if I'm hanging with my homies, you know what I'm saying, or I'm hanging with, you know, somebody and they talking shit about my homie, I'm like, oh, oh chill. Like, don't, don't say that shit around me. If you go have that conversation, then I'm not about to be, either I'm out being this joint or I'm not taking part. And then I walk up to my homie, like, yo, by the way, bro, like, I don't know if you know, but such and such said such and such because you my friend, nigga, not like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if I, I don't want to, like, the one thing that I always hate for me, is looking stupid, right? Oh, so yeah. if I get information, you know, from a third party source, you know, where I can verify the information, and it's making my homie look bad, yo, bro, listen, you know, them niggas that you thought was your homies really not your homies, bro. Or you know, say it. I told people before your friends really not your friends, and they'd be looking at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, real shit. Because I'm not about to sit here and call somebody my friend. But unless somebody dog their name, that, that's that's not me. You know what I'm saying? I hate the whole. I never forget one time I got mad at one of my Chavez sisters because she hit me up and was like, "Oh, well, these people, uh, somebody was talking shit about you." So I said, "Okay, who?" And she wouldn't tell me, and I was like, "But well, what the fuck was the point of you telling me somebody was talking shit?" Now I'm looking at you, Lord sideways, like, "Well, why did they feel comfortable?" coming to you with the shit or why would you know why were they comfortable with you being in the space for them to say shit like that like i, I i'm i'm say not going to say that say so it like, I'm, I'm looking at her little sideways like if you wasn't gonna give me the whole thing then there was no point in you telling me at all you know what i'm saying and third of all you know free from my number you think what i'm saying you know happy related family day to the bros you know um no they trays always built different we always just built different <laughs> So my third thing is, if you can't be honest with me, then we're not friends. Don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. I, listen, I might, I might not, I, I might not be feeling it when you tell me, but because it's coming from you, I'll digest it and I'll eat it. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, if you're not gonna hold me accountable, if you're not gonna make me better, like you know what I'm saying, if we, yeah, they if we're not gonna have that that kind of relationship where you can do it to me and I can do it back, and we know that's coming from a place of love, then we're not really friends. And that's to me where I'm like, you know, you start talking about those different levels of friendship because, like I said, for me, my friends, like people that I consider friends, I'm, for me, my friends are my family. So, you know, if you know, right is right and wrong is wrong, and I'm always gonna rock with you. But you, okay, prime example. Let's say, you know, we, me and my, you know, my, my best friend, Josh, my brother about, you know, the blood relation, but we go out and we get into some shit. Hands down, I'm right. Like, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You rock and roll it. But if we, you know, once what, everything calmed down, we get back. If my nigga I'm cussing you clean the fuck out. Bro, like, nigga, you drew. Like, we had, we, we got into that shit because of you type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but again, like I said, while, while we out and about, like, no, bro, like, we, 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 we tend, we tend to hold down. But at the same time, Bro, listen, you drew my nigga. Like, and I, I would I would be remiss to tell you that you that you drew. So if you know we don't have that kind of relationship where they can do that with me, that we're not truly friends in my in my mind, because that's what friends do. Friends give you the real, like, no, bro, like you you want some bullshit. We're gonna put a pin in that because we're gonna go back into that <laughs> on the accountability thing. So no no's for me. It goes and is similar to the stealing, but money issues. Okay. So me and my baby mama, we used to be the three ratcheteers. We had a third, right? Mm-hmm. 
right? My baby mama and the third got into it over money. Mm-hmm. And here's my thing. If you my friend and I got it and you don't got it, that means we got it, right? Because yeah. that's how friends supposed to work. Right. But at no means should you overstep that or try to play me and take advantage of that situation. Okay. That is what old girl was doing. So I want to say in the span of like, I want to say she ended up owing her like six, $700 or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But some people, oh, that's not a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. If $700 is not a lot of money to you, go on steak. But um, you're not going to owe me $700. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't no way. They got into it, and I took a step back. And when I was asked why, I said, if you could do her dirty over $700, I don't want to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. Because that means you could do me as dirty, if not worse, over the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I don't play by my money. Y'all could joke, call me money bag all you want. <laughs> I don't play by my money. You're not going to. So that, and like you said, letting other people talk to, disrespect me or talk to me in your type of way. Prime example, I got into it with somebody, not going to say no names. And in the middle of me getting into it with that person, one of their friends thought it was acceptable to start laughing and joking at me. And they didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking. I said, oh, so you going to let them be disrespectful to me? Oh, what you mean? They're not being disrespectful. I said, yes, they are. Oh, well, I can't condone what they, I can't control what they do. I said, you can't control it, but you can condone it. And if you're going to condone your friends being disrespectful to me, that means we're not friends because I'm not. Listen, you and I both know there are certain things I'm gonna let people say because people need to vent. But mm-hmm. at some point, I'm gonna put a pin and be like, "Hey, relax, 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 right. relax." Because at the same time, the person you're venting about is still somebody I'm cool with, mm-hmm. and you can't be disrespectful. If you can't hold that same standard, we can't really be friends. Like that's what I don't know for me. But now to circle about the accountability, I'm going to switch up the question. Are you really friends if you can't hold someone accountable? No. In my mind, no. In my mind, if the only time we're friendly is when I'm praising you or you're praising me, then we're not friends. You're At that point, we're fans of each other. Because, you know, fans, you know, only... Oh my God, you're just so great. No, damn all that. Like, I need you to tell me, no, Dom, you fucked up. Like, you did some real dumb shit and now you, you look bad. You're still my mans, but you fucked up. I, I, I need that because I mean, that, that, that's how I'm built. Like, I, I, I know I'm going to fuck up. I, I know that I'm going to make mistakes and do things that, you know, make you go, Dom, what the fuck were you thinking? But like, if, like I said, if my friends can't tell me that or don't feel that they can come to me and go, Don, listen, you stole my mans, but you was wrong, then, like I said, we're, we're fans, not friends. So no, if, if you can't, if you feel as though every time you have to agree with your friend, then y'all not friends. That, that's not a healthy friendship, in my opinion. It's just not. <laughs> I, not only that, if you feel that somebody's not your friend because they're not agreeing with you, 
that's a problem. I'm, I'm all for accountability. Right is right and wrong is wrong. There have been times where I've told my friends they were wrong mm-hmm. or something they did to somebody and I didn't even like the person that they mistreated. Mm-hmm. It's just off the principle, you're still wrong. Like mm-hmm. It don't matter that I don't like this person. What you did was wrong. However, to say this, because some people are going to, some people thought it's, oh, well, it's not about holding people accountable, it's how you hold them accountable. And I understand that in no way, shape, or form. I'm going to use you, Doc. Let's say we out and about and you get into it with the woman, right? Mm -hmm. And you may say something that's wildly disrespectful. Mm -hmm. In that moment, I might not correct you, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm not is because I don't want that person that you're being wildly disrespectful to, to think, oh, well, she on my side, so then we gonna gang up on him. No, 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 bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, 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 no. However, when we get uh, when we hit the corner, we you gonna get a smack in the head, and I'm be like, "What the fuck is you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, what you mean? Yes, y'all were in a heated uh, argument, but you really feel that that was right. Mm-hmm. You can hold your friends accountable without embarrassing them, and I right. feel that's another right. thing that people get confused. Oh, well, I'm just holding them accountable. There's a way that you hold your friends accountable because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's supposed to be your friend, so you're never supposed to put them in a place to be feel embarrassed right. or to feel that you're um, trying to make a fool out of them. Mm-hmm. People don't want that. Oh, I want. I'm, they need to be held accountable. Okay, put them to the side. That's your. That's your homie. Right. You got your. I know you got your homie number. Mm-hmm. I know you can call them, text them. Hey, yo, what you doing? It this, this, that, and third. And y'all can have a discussion. And maybe that you maybe you have to explain to your friend why what they did in that moment was wrong. But to bark on up because I I can't stand it on social media. When friends get, when somebody, a friend say something, another friend don't get like, and they get to arguing in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Now, a friendly exchange, like, okay, we like to ha ha he he back and forth, right? Now, for somebody who didn't know us, you would probably think, ooh, why the hell are they always getting into it on Twitter? But it's really mm-hmm. just a friendly exchange. Right. Like, if, if I really had a problem with anything you're saying, just like if you really had a problem with anything I'm saying, Twitter would not be where we go to. Oh, no. to say Mick, Mick, what's going on? Hey, uh, that I don't... <laughs> that is, though. Like, that, that ain't, you know, I believe is a time and a place. Right. And I've seen it again, like I'm saying, with some of these friendships that have dissolved. Oh, well, I'm holding them accountable. You're not wrong for that. You're wrong for the manner in which you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So as much as you're holding them the accountable, accountable, you owe them an apology as well mm-hmm. because you disrespect them and they didn't need to be disrespected. Agreed. No, that's real shit. That's real shit. Um, you know, on the phone, I think back to one time and I'll never forget it because it was it was probably one of the most impactful conversations that me, you know, God rest her. So me and my mom had a myriad of impactful conversations. But I'll never forget, I believe it was my either my first or second summer coming back home from college. And like I said, I'm I'm a debater. People that know me, you know, it could be about sports, it could be about relationships, it could be about any fucking thing. I don't think I, I could argue a goddamn snowman about snow. <laughs> but, um, you know, me and my friends outside were getting into an argument, I forget exactly what the argument was, but 
it got heated, right? So, you know, we yelling and screaming, whatever, whatever. And my mom had the windows open so she could hear everything. So when I went in the crib that night, she said, Nick, let me talk to you. What's up, mom? I just want you to know that what you did today was OD disrespectful. So, of course, instantly my face crushed up. Huh? What's up, mom? I ain't wrong. So she <laughs> was like, even if the point you were making was right, the way you went about it was completely wrong. And every like every time I had conversations and arguments and shit after that, I tried to I'm granted, of course, there were many a times that I failed, <laughs> but there was an attempt to keep that in mind because I remember our goal was fellow Zeta of ours, you know, one of your sisters, because, you know, they love our dude, us blue people. <laughs> um, but we got into a conversation, which turned into an argument, slash debate, slash conversation. It, it, was, it was fruitful. But basically, I was like, what's more important, to be right or to be understood? Because the two aren't always synonymous. You can be absolutely please say, right. Please say that again. You can be absolutely right, but if no one understands why you're right, because the avenue or the the tool you're using to get your point across doesn't make it clear, what the fuck is the point? So, I, you know, like I said, going back to the conversation with my mom, like it really just made me sit there. I really was sitting there with it like, damn, that was some heavy shit. I ain't nothing for like that. You know, I was, you know, I was arguing always to be right. Well, my point was right. And I'm right, you're wrong, get the fuck over it. And I'm like, when in talking to her, and I'm like, damn. Like, I, I, I did it that I don't think she'll ever know how deep that conversation sat with me. But I say it all the time, like, you, you can say all the right things, but if you don't say it in the right way, it can make you just as wrong. And that, that, that's real shit. I mean, when we talk about friendships, you like, I would like to think that, I mean, friendships are just as passionate as relationships, if not more, depending on how right. long the friendship is. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you've been friends for about 20 fucking years, like, y'all know a lot of shit about each other. You know what I'm saying? Almost definitely. And my thing is, in that 20 years of friendship, you should be able to know how to communicate with your friends. You should be able to know when to like, you know what, bro, that, that's the that's outside real quick or yo, bro, like, you know, even, like, you know, you, you should be able to know how to approach the situation. And if you don't, it's because you got your ideas on, were we actually really friends or were we fans or were we just associates, you know, start really being honest, like, oh shit, like, damn, maybe, maybe we not as close as I thought we was. And I mean, that's okay too, you know? It is. Some people, uh, I mean, college, college is uh, uh, if if anything is a proven ground, college is a proven ground for new friendships and old friendships. College will test your friendships like fuck. So, one one thing that I learned was that you can't live with some of your friends. Oh, never. Because if you do, you won't be friends when you're done. Now, mind you, he was a new friend. Um, he's a friend that I met up in college, basketball player, right? 
Mad cool, you know, going to the parties and shit together, having a good time. Said friend had a girlfriend, right? And what made first of all, I didn't know said friend was trifling without living with him, trifling as hell in his pizza thing. <laughs> had the room smell like corn chips and ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a good combination. But what made it even worse was that this particular friend, of Grant, we weren't deep friends, like we were, we had a good friendship. This friend was a habitual cheater. Like habitual. It, it was bad. Like it, it was OD bad, right? And <laughs> what made me so mad was that his girl, like his girlfriend, who's not, not the girl he was cheating with, but the girlfriends, would always try to put me in the middle. Yo, <laughs> stop, nope. I don't know. I wasn't there. Now, to be fair, right? I wasn't there because at the time I was in my girlfriend's room. So I'm like, bro, I don't know what the fuck goes on in that room because I'm not ever there. So I couldn't tell you what he was doing. What I can say is, if you got suspicions, how about you ask him? That, that's, that's the best advice I can get, right? And he just kept putting me in, in awkward situations. And I'm like, bro, I need you to stop. <laughs> Like, bro, don't put me in the shit. Because I, I want no parts. Like, I just don't. So that was I. Uh, and then again, like, like I said, sometimes you make friends and y'all, oh my God, we're the best of friends. Y'all move in with each other. We're like, oh my God, I can't stand this nigga. Like, bro, we were only friends and I didn't see you every day. Now I got to see your ass every day. This is a problem. <laughs> so, so, yeah. That, I'm going like, to say that. So you brought up a point, friendships and how spending time with people or not spending time with people affects friendships. Mm-hmm. So do you feel, how do I put this? Well, let me just say what happened. So most of my friends know, for the most part, if you call, I'm going to answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right that's my thing mm-hmm. might not respond to your text message but if mm-hmm. you call me you know this to be true i'm gonna answer regardless if it's right then and there five minutes later when i wake up i'm gonna answer because okay that means that it's something that you want to talk mm-hmm. about that can't wait through a text message. that's how i that's how i perceive things right that's just like when i call i'm like the fuck is you doing answer right however i feel that because i'm like that with all of my friends or for the most part, most people in my life, there has been a misconception in friendships that, oh, Mickey's always going to be available to me. And do you feel, (laughs) you shaking your head, do you ever feel that some people feel that just because they're friends, your friends, you're always supposed to be available to them? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's funny what's up. I just had a conversation about this the other day. And it's like, it's the 99-1 rule. And what I mean by that is you can get 99 things correct. The one time you don't, it's a fucking problem. And it's like, bro, like you got to understand, I got a wife too. <laughs> like, damn. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing it to be facetious. I'm not doing it to be rude. But like, I have a life too. So I'm sorry that in that particular moment, I was unavailable. But like, so, okay, prime example. Me and my best friend Josh. Me and my best friend Josh went from seeing each other every day to not seeing each other for months. Mm-hmm. Right? 
it did not matter if we went a year without seeing each other. The minute we got back, we, we linked back up, that shit was like, left, like no time passed at all. We have this understanding, you know, I mean, we, we do a much better job now as, as, we, as we started to get older and at least, you know, text more often and communicate more often. But we would go months without talking to each other. But the minute I see his name pop up on my screen or vice versa, we knew something was up. Yo, bro, what's wrong? Yo, bro, what's going on? We took no news and no contact that, okay, you're doing fine. Cool. You know, when you, you know, I'll see you when I see you. I'll talk to you when I talk to you. That's fine. But the minute I saw that person, oh, shit. You know what? Hold on. Yo, bro, what's good? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I got time because we don't do this often. Like, what's wrong? Um, so that's that too. But again, it's, it's about understanding your friends and understanding your friendship. And um, I think that's I the have, part that people have problems with. I'm a used best friend, right? Me and mm-hmm. her go through cycles. So we'll go through a cycle where we're talking to each other every day, all day, for weeks, days, mm-hmm. weeks, months straight. And then we'll go to them maybe every other day. Or there's one times I haven't heard from her all week. However, I don't ever feel that that's an issue in our friendship. She busy. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. When she need me, she knows I, I will and I will hop a flight. No catching a flight down to Nashville ain't no problem. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get down there to go see my bitch. Right. But I feel like it is what it is. Even I'm gonna use my freshman year roommate Julia. Me and her again, my that was my bitch. <laughs> okay. We went out Wednesday through Sunday, like every day, every week. The homie, again, like we say, you go through cycles. So like, it was like that freshman year. Sophomore year, it wasn't really like that. Mm-hmm. Junior year, it picks back up. Senior year, it was definitely up and it stuck because we, we was 21, we was out, we was drinking, and we were getting, we were finishing up our last year of college. Again, we graduated and again, it cycles. However, she calls me. She texts me right now. We gonna pick up like it never, like nothing mm-hmm. ever happened because mm-hmm. that's that's still my friend. I feel that some people get in friendships and don't understand that, or they feel that oh well, we're friends. We're supposed to be available all the time. Mm-hmm. No, bitch, I have a life. Like I remember, I had to tell to a now former associates because we don't talk no more at all. She was blowing my mind. I said, listen, 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 thing. I got work. Mm-hmm. I got work. I got the work of Zeta, and I'm still trying to so-called have a relationship right now. I don't got time. <laughs> I'll respond to a text when I can. But being up on the phone all day, I don't got time. All right, so I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Because this has come up a couple of times, right? What do you do when it's a friend of the opposite sex? And what I mean by, here we go. What I mean by that is how do you go about integrating friends with people that you're dating? Because there have been plenty of times where it's been like a mild competition in my life where an ex would be like, oh, well, why are you talking to her? Then I'm like, oh, my fucking friend, bro. Let me talk. Like, <laughs> relax. So how do you go about dealing with those situations? So I'm going to say it this way. Whenever I start talking to someone, entertaining somebody dating, 
when we get to a point, well, let me say talking, when we get to a point where we think that we're going to date, I put a blanket out there. I'd be like, listen, I'm in a sorority, the first and only sorority to be constitutionally bound to fraternity. So I said, yes, you are going to see me around men. I said, these men ain't trying to get at me. I ain't trying to get at them. Mm -hmm. These my brothers, these my homies. I'm trying to chop it up, chill, whatever. I said, you need to understand that. Especially, I'm going to say over the last three years. I've been dating for three years. You need to understand that. If you're not going to understand that, then I don't feel... Oh, my God. (laughs) Shut up. Oh, my God. I'm seven. (laughs) Okay, and you. I was fresh out the womb when we met. Yeah, he was. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If you're not, if that's going to be a problem, let me know. Mm -hmm. And then we might not have to pursue this. But uh, in prior to Zeta, my homie Adam. Now, Adam, I call Adam my brother. That's not my brother, but that's my brother. We get it. Me and Adam did everything together like concerts, trips out of town weekends away he would be like hey yo what you doing on saturday i'm gonna come down let's go have lunch like mm. shit like that to the point where people who didn't know who that was were confused i was just like nah this the homie and i'll let them know that's always gonna be the homie yes i'm dating you but i'm not going to stop being friends with him because mm-hmm. i'm dating you mm-hmm. and if you expect me to do that then you don't respect me as a person and you don't trust me because you should trust me in my rela- in our relationship to know that this is the homie. Adam, Jerry, you, there's a couple other um, male friends I have. Nick's come around, I'm like, oh, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, Stank. I got caught answer the phone. Really? Yeah, I'm answering the phone. What's popping? Which bitch done hurt your feelings? <laughs> like, I feel that I haven't really had those issues. I feel the only issue I've had with a friend and dating someone is the person that I was dating at the time did not agree with one of my friend's antics I'm gonna say that in regards to dealing with other people and the friend essentially wanted me to cover for them and was just like oh well I'm trying to fly out to go see this dude will you come with me so it looked like a girl weekend and he Mm. said nah that's not happening (laughs) well And I said, well, I guess I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But I'm pretty adamant on I'm not I'm not the friend that gets in a relationship and suddenly they friends don't matter. Mm-hmm. You were my friend before. So just in case this crusty man leave me or I gotta break up with him, it's not, oh, I done lost the person I'm dating and I lost my friends at the same mm-hmm. time. And that be the problem with some people. Then yeah. when they when they can't go through breakups, they super heartbroken because they only got nobody to talk to because they didn't isolate themselves because they was mm-hmm. thinking somebody. But they don't want to talk about that. That's real shit though. They don't want to talk about that. So we talk about since we're on the topic of breakups. Have you ever had a friendship breakup? Absolutely. Now I'm not talking about some. Now I'm talking not talking about oh y'all grew apart. I'm talking about like a friendship breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, okay, I, 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 gotta, I gotta amend my answer. No, I haven't. What I've actually had is the realization that we were never friends. And that hurts, that, that hurts just the same. Um, 
a lot of people that I went to college with that I thought we would be friends, I had to realize we're not friends. It, you know, we were we were we were cool when we went to school, but I, I would always sit back and you know, post graduation, they hanging out with the, the group of friends that we all share in common, but I wasn't invited. I wasn't reached out to. I, I wasn't contacted. I'm like, oh, okay. Or, you know, they'll come back to campus. They'll go see them. They didn't tell me they were back on campus. I'm sitting there like, damn, bro. I thought, oh, well, I, I, I guess I guess we weren't as cool of friends as I initially thought. Same thing with some people at my job. I'll never forget. Um, you know, it's it's a PWI. So obviously the number of black people that work there are very, very slow. <laughs> So we kind of all, you know, kind of get together, especially the younger ones. So, you know, made a couple of what I thought were friends in the admissions department. They weren't always admissions, but they were admissions now. And, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, we cool, whatever, whatever. But they don't call me to hang out. They don't, you know, like, oh, yo, bro, what you doing? None of that, right? But I'll look on their Instagram stories and they at Dorney Park or they had some Fright Fest thing or they had some, you know, parade or whatever. And I'm just like, damn, like, oh, okay. Well, again, guess we weren't as close as I thought we were. And, you know, it's not that I get mad about it, but it, it's just the realization of maybe I put more into it than they did. And, you know, it's one of those, like, damn, like, okay. And I'm not going to lie, that, that shit low-key kind of does hurt a little bit because, like, damn, like, I, I thought I thought it was one thing. Yeah. But then it turns out to be something totally different. Um, I'm like, clearly, they're friends. We're just associates. So, like, it's actually funny because once once I start realizing that, I start deleting people's phone numbers. Because I'm like, not to be real, but, like, what do I, I – if, if I need to reach you, I know how to get to you. I'll email you or I'll see you at work or whatever. But like, outside of that, what, what is the purpose of me having your phone number if I'm not going to use it and you're not going to use it for me? So, you know, to answer your question, I don't think I've ever had a friendship breakup per se. I, I've gotten disagreements with my friends, but we still remain friends. So it was like, you know, whatever. But like in terms of like breaking up, it was more so the like I said, the realization of we weren't really friends to begin with. So yeah. Friendship breakups. I think I only have one friendship breakup. Okay. I've had we'll, we'll skip that part. I've had one friendship breakup, but I remember it was high school. I had a best friend named Kamoya in high school. Mm. Me and Kamoya like this since I want to say like sophomore maybe freshman year but we like mm-hmm. this and we lived around the corner from each other which made it even fucking worse because we would just always be with each other I remember it was like if I'm saying this correctly yeah it was like the senior year it was like my senior year of high school and some shit happened my phone was broken or it was off and whatever but I hadn't talked to her all week but my shit was fucked up so how I'm supposed to talk to you because we did not go to the same high school we did okay so I want to say it was like 
a week later, I had finally gotten at, like my phone was back on and I was scrolling through text messages or a new phone. And I, it was a text from her. And she just said, I don't think we should be best friends anymore because you haven't been hitting me up and I don't think I want to do it anymore. I was just like, not my bitch. <laughs> not my homie. Not my mother used to lie for you so that way you could be out and about because your mother didn't agree with your lifestyle choices. <laughs> not, I, you said what? Let's say Graham. Graham's the goat. Okay. <laughs> Graham definitely the goat. Graham's the goat. Her Kamoya mother used to text my mother and be like, it's Kamoya over there. My mother would text me and be like, is Kamoya supposed to be over here? Mm-hmm. Is that the lie? I need to know before I respond. <laughs> type shit i think that is now i've had situations where friendships have ended like the last one for my three musketeer well three ratcheteers that ended because i was like yeah nah and then i've had another one where i wouldn't even say it ended it just got to a point where they didn't want to take accountability and mm-hmm. felt that the, the, I, the, I wronged them, mm-hmm. but couldn't explain how I wronged them when I had communicated properly. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I said what the fuck I said. You being passive aggressive, I don't got time and I'm not about to be bothered with it. And I hope. That's what, I still got the text message. I was just like, you being passive aggressive right now. I don't, the fuck? <laughs> 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 and we just rocked off from that. Now, if you want to come talk to me later, cool. They never chose to come talk to me later. I ain't give a fuck. <laughs> I ain't give a fuck because it is what it is. Now, which one do you feel hurts more? The friendship breakup slash realization that they're not about to be your friend or the relationship breakup? I'm going with friendship. You're friendship? The reason why I go with friendship is because, and I, again, not being, not trying to be a pessimist because I'm not. But at some point, there, the thought of your relationship, your romantic relationship not working crossed your mind. At some point. So like it was always the possibility of, okay, I'm going to ride this wave as long as it's available. But at, at some point, the wave might not be there no more. And you, you kind of come to grips with it. You know, of course, that shit hurts, depending on how long you've been together and how deep it is. I, I get all of that. But a friendship for me hurts more. It's supposed to be like, damn, do thick and thin. I should be I, I felt as though I could rely on you. Like, okay, probably that, like you said, you know, even despite my breakup, I know that my friend will be there to help put me back together because you're my friend. You know what I'm saying? When you lose that, it's like, damn, dog, like, I, damn, like, I, I feel like a piece of me is missing. Like my, that's my homie, bro. Like now we not cool no more. Like the, the shit is weird now. Um, so for me, I, I would definitely say the friendship. But before before you give your answer, I have a question for you, right? My question for you is, what do you do, or how? Yet, how do you know when a friends? I'll put that in quotation marks. Intentions are positive because some people will literally become your friend we're going there we're going there with 
So how, how do you identify it and what do you do? When, how do I identify they're positive or their intentions aren't positive? That one. Okay, so I'm going to say I got got one, got one time, right? Mm-hmm. Recently. It was start of quarantine. I'm in, oh, I'm on that damn grouping app. Damn. That damn app. And a bunch of us, I would say, became closer during quarantine because we had already been in chats with each other for months at this time we came closer to quarantine because uh, people weren't working some people were only working from home a lot of a lot of us have more free time Mm -hmm. so what do you do when you get have more free time you want to talk you want to do something right so we would be on zoom we'd be doing all this shit cool fine whatever and then there's one person i thought wanted to develop a sincere friendship with me Mm -hmm. now i'm gonna say that they were it was, I f- we're going to go into more detail in this because we got another episode we're going to talk about <laughs> and we're going to get into 2020. But I feel that it was part of the wool that was over my eyes in 2020 that didn't really question the reason why they wanted a friendship. I just took it as, oh, they, they rock with my vibe and they hilarious. So we could be friends. When I realized, by the time I realized that the reason for being my friend was not sincere, by then it was too late. Because mm-hmm. by then, we had already, we, by then, it was one of those things, well, fuck it, we already friends now. Even if you approach me on some bullshit by now, the bullshit you approach me on don't even matter no more. We didn't have a thousand other things than fucking happen. So it is now. Have I also gotten got now? Have I been able to stop getting got before? Hell yeah. Miami. Okay. 2019. Uh Rolling loud. Uh Uh-oh. On that damn group me app. (laughs) Damn group me app. On that damn group me app. There was a girl. She was trying to be like real cool with me. Not a problem. She was saying this her first time going to Miami. She don't really got nobody to go to Roll Aloud. By this time, that was my like second or third one. I want to say like my third one. So she's just like, oh, we can be friends. So I was like, okay, cool. So we friendly, we cool. Until I realized that she kept questioning me on the dudes that was in my DMs. Now, some people just like to be nosy or some people trying to cover their tracks. Be like, oh, I'm not trying to go smack at who you're going to smack at because we're supposed to be friends. We appreciate friends that don't try to fuck behind friends behind their back. But we're not going to talk about that today. But I realized it was just off. And it maybe was like the third time she did it, I reached out to one of the dudes. I was just like, what's going on? She's just like, oh, yeah, she been in, your, in my DMs asking about you too. And I'm like the fuck she's just like yeah basically she said that she could treat she can treat him better than i can but she don't know that we just friends oh yeah i said oh sis feels that she's in competition with me why i don't know i'm a nobody y'all i am a regular regular girl i'm boring i ain't nothing special to look at i be chilling no me in competition but when i figured out that's which type of shit she was on I told her, I was just like, I don't know what your issue is, but I don't get down like that. Caddy bullshit isn't my stilo, so I'm going to need you to go sit on the back burner. And I blocked her. I blocked her. I blocked her phone number. I blocked her Instagram. I blocked her on Twitter. I blocked her and grouped me. Sis would tag me in the chat, and I have the, I mastered the art of ignoring people trying to talk to me. 
and move like that. But it did. People, to those who listen, who are listening and those who may share this to other people, if you are trying to start a friendship and your intentions of that friendship are not pure, your intentions are to get information, be spiteful, however the fuck you want to do it, there's a special place in hell for you. And I'm going to go that deep to say that because you don't really understand what that person is going through. Mm-hmm. And to you could have given them that false sense that they have somebody in their corner when they don't. and they don't. And that's fucked up. If you want to be nosy, make a burner account, bitch. Don't. <laughs> don't be playing with people's emotions. Because, you know, the old saying goes, misery loves company. Right? And some people literally are praying for your downfall, but call themselves your friends. And it's just like, well, damn, bro, like, what the fuck? Um, uh, and talking to one of my friends, she brought up how some of her friendships were a result of trauma bonds. Yeah, that, that happens. That That's real shit. Like, you know, again, you know, it was like, the, uh, I forget who said it, but it was like, I started asking God to remove people that weren't for me in my life, and I started losing friends. And I'm just like, damn, like, sometimes it'd be the ones you think are cool that really don't fuck with you. And it's really, can, I, like I said, to me, I'm like, damn, bro, like, like you said, for you to put on this fake face of, you know, you might hold me and you support me, but then in reality, you, so one of my lessons, hard lesson to learn. I mean, not hard lesson to learn, but it, it was just like, damn, for real? And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my org. Love it to death. But some of these niggas really not shit. And niggas that I really looked up to or really thought that we was cool really was the main ones. So prime example, we all, you know, I had a girlfriend that was a Zeta. Right, and because it was a long distance thing or whatever, I did the whole you know social media posting her and you know whatever my outwardly showing of love because I couldn't see her as much as I wanted to. Right, niggas that pledged me, niggas that was cool with me, all in her DMs, all of them. I mean, saying some crazy shit, and I'm just like, damn, homie, like I just saw you two days ago. Like you just dat me up. We was just cool not that long. Literally, just dat me up. And you saying shit like that to somebody you know talks to that. Like, bro, that's that's ridiculous, bro. I, I would I'm like, I would have never done that to you. Also, another thing that I, I think that either can cause issues too is that sometimes we expect people to be like us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, like I said, I would have never done that to them just because I wouldn't know mean that they would. And sometimes, you know, understanding that sometimes people really ain't shit. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you may have had some honor. Oh, yeah, I would never try to get at my homie's girlfriend. That's just, I know. That's just against the rules of the game. Well, so I thought, well, apparently, some niggas don't give a fuck about the rules of the game. Listen, some people don't. I'm like, not- okay. I, I I hear you loud and clear. You, you I can it. attest to that. Some people, I've ha- I had a situation 
where it actually led me to like really go at it with somebody. Um, it was regional conference. And like I said, I, I, know, enough, I know enough people. So a couple people had stopped by the house. And um, now one of the people that stopped by the house, yeah, I was dealing with that person at the time. But the other people, no, nah, that's just the homie. And it was went back. Somebody went back to somebody else in my chapter and was just like, oh, yeah, Mickey had niggas running in and out the house all weekend. And this, this, that, and the third. Now, not knowing that the person that they said that to would come and try to give me sisterly correction, not knowing that she would get a mouthful because how dare you? And it came to the point where I was just like, if why would you say that? Because when you was engaged, but on my phone talking about some, oh, how you going to get XYZ nigga to do XYZ and this, this, that, and the third, and it wasn't your fiance, I was not out here saying shit. I'm minding my fucking business because mm-hmm. that wasn't my business. And then you took some, a situation that wasn't what it that was and tried to make it into something else. Right. I, I was fussing and cussing. I was just like, how dare you? I fussed and cussed at the person who tried to give me correction. I was fussing and cussing. When I figured out who it was, I was just like, why y'all speaking on shit y'all don't know about? But yeah, people ain't shit regardless if you share the same, regardless if you share the same shield on your chest, they still ain't shit. So one more question for you. Now, (laughs) we all know that there is this word that both men and women use when they can't get someone romantically. It's called friend zone. Right? Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I can answer from a guy's point of view, but I'll, I'm asking you from a, from a woman's point of view. Being as though this conversation that we've had, we've acknowledged how important having actual friends are. Mm-hmm. Why are women okay with friend zoning someone that they know is romantically interested in them. Here's the thing. Are they friend zoning or are they making them an associate? Because as you both said, there are levels to friendships. Right. So is, are you friend zoning the person or are you making them an associate? That's Better question. What do you consider friend zoning? So me, I don't friend zone people. Okay. I tell you, oh, we can be cool, but we ain't gonna fuck like, like that. Mm-hmm. And me being us being cool does not necessarily mean we friends. That just means very much what I said. We cool. So it's hey, what's up? This, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. If I know that there are some true romantic intentions behind this, we're gonna have a conversation about it because that's that's not what I'm rocking with right now. I will very much tell people I am emotionally unavailable. You will get your feelings hurt fucking around over here. <laughs> it's not it. Enough. The reason I ask that question is because, and whether it might just be a lack of communication or maybe something a little bit more devious, but there have been plenty of situations where I I can just say I've observed, and it's happened to me, but I've also observed, where a woman knows that this man is literally trying to, you know, date her, fuck her, whatever. Like they, they already know his intentions is more than just being friends, right? And they'll literally keep him around with no intention on giving him what it is that he desires. So I'm like, what the fuck is the point? They need their ego stroked. They need their ego stroked. Because that's really what it is. Because 
a man has no problem telling a woman if you notice i'm not really fucking with you like that like nah that ain't gonna happen this is that third however it takes a certain type of woman to be able to say that to a man also it also takes a certain type of man to be able to listen to that because some women do it because of out of fear because mm. we we've seen some men get blatant very aggressive when they're mm. not getting what they want okay. and okay. then other women do it out of oh well i'm gonna keep around because i know he like me and i'm gonna get xyz and this and that and the third out of it gotcha. they need their ego stroke because it's that, oh, well, I know he want me, but I ain't going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Bitch, go to therapy. <laughs> go to therapy. Really, go to therapy. Just know that I asked that question, because, like, it, it, it's a very interesting, interesting thing. Um, yeah. Last question for you. Do you, especially when it comes to, you know, cross-gender friendships, do you believe I want you to be honest. So before you answer, what you think about it? Do you believe that people can be friends and have sex and still Duh. hold a valuable friendship? Duh. I'm going to just say that because I have friends that I sleep with. And at the moment's notice, if I call him and say, hey, yo, I'm crying right now. As a friend, he's going to come. Whether it's, I'm crying right now. Oh, homie, can you help me move? Oh, what you doing? You want to go out to eat today? It is what it is. And we both stated it to each other. Like, he said it to me once more. He was like, oh, yeah. He was like, I love you. I wouldn't date you, but I love you. <laughs> and I don't take it as a thing. He has this whole thing about relationships anyway, so I don't take it as a thing. He's just like, no, I love you. He's like, I'm not in love with you, but I love you. You can most definitely do it however it takes a certain level of maturity to let that happen a lot of times people get in these friends with benefits special friends whatever you want to say and they want i'm not even gonna say exclusivity but they want it to be a relationship and it's not y'all mm. really legit just supposed to be fucking but then you were like oh but i want a friend i want a friend i want a friend i want a friend i'm like okay but can you communicate with your friend wisely because if your friends with benefits tell you that he fucking another bitch how are you really gonna feel about that mm-hmm and the fellas, the same thing. If she tell you she's sleeping with somebody else, how are you really going to feel about it? Real shit. You're going to blow your shit. Or then it's just like, oh, well, so she's sleeping with somebody else. I'm going to go sleep with somebody else. And yep. not, mm-hmm. then you were not ready to have that friends with benefits situation. And it's different between a friends with benefits and a sneaky, sneaky link, but we're not going into that. All right, now. <laughs> Well, listen, that, I thought that I think we should end it right there. I mean, another great conversation. I mean, I hope you guys enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy having it. Because I mean, I'm challenging everyone, not so much to second guess your friends, but evaluate. Like maybe you might want to do some evaluation of the friendship that you have because hey, you Definitely. just never know. <laughs> Definitely evaluate your friendships. I just had a conversation with one of my homies not too long ago about one of his friends in quotation marks. And I told him to face, I said, that man ain't your friend, never been your friend. Stop acting like he your fucking friend. Well, there you go. <laughs> this, this concludes another episode of Brunch on Sunday's podcast. We love you guys. We're still pushing toward that 250. So keep hitting, Yeah, give me my damn 250. Keep, you know, hitting that follow button on the ground. And, you know, 
you you are not going to be disappointed when it comes down to story time. So we love you guys and we will see you next episode. Uh.